you, Lord Joseph. I thank you for it, Lord. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lord Joseph. Whoa! I got so hammered on the severity today, I can't even believe how drunk I got. Can't even believe how happy the sword of the spirit makes my crucified flesh feel. Better than the best eight ball of cocaine. Behold, I make all things new. Whoa! New drugs. <laughs> Birthing, birthing crack babies. <laughs> Whoa. New birthing, new yeah, birth. Yeah, did you, did you, did you. <laughs> it's okay, I'm an anesthesiologist. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Anybody got a Q-tip and think there's blood coming out of my left ear from the pre-service prayer? <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> well, hallelujah. How are you guys doing tonight? Alrighty then. Oh! Think twice. It's just another day for you and me in paradise. See, if you sing it to them, then they can't copyright it. Radio? <laughs> Who needs a radio? <laughs> I'm Hell and this is Death. It's good to be here tonight. How's everybody? Glory. <laughs> Amen. Today we're learning how bad we are. <laughs> Woo. You got enough fake phony people out there telling you how good you are. They're all liars. They don't love you. They want you to feel good so you can buy their books and crap. That ain't Christianity. That's not the gospel. There might be a little mixture here and there. You might get a scrap off the king's crucified table once in a blue moon, but I'm here to realize the new devils of the new hell. Oh, it's going to be good. I've learned through experience that I only rely on Jesus to the measure I can see myself as evil. You notice that? If you think you're good, you don't need Jesus. You don't need his blood. You don't need his cup. You don't need anything he's got. You don't need his kingdom. <laughs> you don't need his spirit. You don't need his word. Because you're all good and taking care of yourself. Self-promotion. Self-protection. And that's called loving the lie. Those who live outside the gates of Calvary. They love the lie. What's the lie? That we're good. 
That's the only lie. That you're good. That is the spirit of Antichrist. Why? Why is it Antichrist? Because you don't need the cross if you think you're good. Hello? You don't need crucifixion. You don't need to die daily. You don't need the seven piercings. You don't need the seven pillars. You don't need wisdom, which is the knowledge of the word of his blood that speaks a better word than the blood of self, which is Abel. Remember, the selfishness of Abel cried out for vengeance. But the blood of Jesus speaks a word that's not human. Oh. You can't be filleted with your skin torn off on a cross looking at the people that just murdered you and saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. We get irritated a little bit at each other and we slit each other's throats. Start cursing, release, releasing the foul birds and the beasts of the field to devour each other's flesh to eat their finances and their firstborn son. <laughs> and that's just the human nature and it's funny because it's true. <laughs> we get irritated so easily. We get critical, judgmental of each other so easily. And you know what? That's what he died for. Realizing that is okay. Realizing how wicked you are, how critical you are, how self-righteous you are, how prideful you are, is the greatest revelation. What does the Bible say? I have sent the Holy Spirit to convict you of righteousness, sin, and coming judgment. What does the Holy Ghost do? Convict of sin, righteousness, and coming judgment. So if we're good in our own eyes, there's no Holy Spirit working in our soul at all. He convicts of sin. The mature apostle called himself the worst of sinners. The immature apostle called himself the least or the worst of the Pharisees. Oh my God, he grew in the self-awareness of his wickedness that he was the container of death and hell. The apostle knew his heart was death and his heart was hell. Therefore he, out of requirement, <laughs> needed the tree of life, the cross of his blood, to fill the whole heart of death and hell within him with the fresh blood of the lamb daily the river of life come on somebody somebody's about to get saved tonight hallelujah mm, release the roman legions with their hammers and nails any volunteers in the day of his power i love dying daily oh man me too it's amazing like I start like <laughs> if I don't die daily like if I don't go into the deeper sin I don't I get I'm way less drunk it's like I'm still trying to find the good of how to do it how I did it yesterday and it was good so I want it no all you need is the deeper sin that's right oh my yeah. god yeah fools go after the knowledge of good. Every time I've ever had a circumstance I where, go after where I don't doubles. measure up, I know I have to lean on him. I know I have to I have to have him or this isn't going to work. Um, but like so uh, 
I started going into ecstasies every night for hours. And it was, I'd be cuddled up in my bed to my, my phone with the scripture reading. It was freaking amazing. But then I started experiencing ecstasy on the word the wicked. And, like, it was this, and, um, oh, man, it makes so much sense now. Back then, it was like, I realized in that moment that, and this is, this is a revelation on top of revelation, because, like, J the Father loves Jesus. Everybody knows that. But the Father loves you just as much as he loves Jesus. Which he told husbands, love your wives as you love yourself. Guess who is the bride of Christ? Guess who says something and does it himself before he ever tells you to do it? So, <laughs> and then, so then when I started experiencing the same ecstasy and the same love on the wicked, number one, all of a sudden I knew that he loved me that much. Like, it, I didn't have to try and measure up anymore. Because as a wicked person, he loved me it, as in as to the amount that the ecstasy was. I was like, oh, you love me even when I'm wicked. Because I thought, at, at the moment, I thought that it was talking about me and that I was wicked. And sure, I am very, 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 very wicked. I'm so wicked. That just makes me so happy. I like to meditate on my wickedness. Oh my God, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Okay, so so, uh, so I just unlike these self-righteous goats whom you judge in your own self-righteousness, which we are too. <laughs> That's my wickedness. That's my wickedness. <laughs> this is the my father wickedness. said you could kill the goat and have fun with your friends. Oh, what is yeah. he talking about? Oh. Eating your own self-righteousness. Oh. Whoa. Meditating on your own wickedness and hypocritical hearts. <laughs> that you are not capable of one thing that you've ever preached. You yes. can't do it. Yes. You are only capable of being <laughs> yes. hypocrites and play actors yes. all the time. Until <laughs> you come into the realization of your evil. And in that place, performance dies. And in that place, the blood of his life becomes the performance of the royal priesthood. It's called the ministry of the wine. The ministry of grace. Are you condemned under the law? Of course you are. So we're growing in revelations of grace to rise from the death of the law. What's the law say? Be good or you're bad. Be good or you're a bad one and you're going to hell. Bad one. That's what the law says. And then the law says and reveals, well, you're all bad ones because you've all sinned and fallen short. Darn. So I'm a demon, I'm an animal, I'm a beast, I'm a red dragon, I'm a false prophet. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. And you come to the realization that, yes, that is completely true about them, but not me. 
<laughs> no, we, we realize that we Christians are the most evil of all people because we have the most knowledge about him and yet we have not applied his cross for it to work. Doing it in our brain makes Christians the greatest sorcerers of all time. Good question. <laughs> question. So, Master of I just kind of had this sensation of like, like hug. I was like hugging and holding on to um, just how precious my self righteousness was and evil. Just like oh, they, oh yes, and it almost felt Praise like that. Praise them with your tail. Praise them with your horns. It almost felt like that's like clinging to the cross. Gabriel the archangel over the fiery serpents of hell. Behold, I make all things new. What are the new serpents of the new hell? It's the cross risen in your heart, the tree of life, and the amount of blood it took to forgive your sins down below you is the lake of fire, the Red Sea. That's the Red Sea. And all the enemies of Christ, not your enemies, but the cross's enemies, which is your legalism and self-righteousness and pride and hypocrisy and all the Christian sins that are worse than anyone else by far. The sins of the covenant people are the only sins in the world because we have the ability as the covenant people to forgive and remove sins. And we haven't, and we still play the accuser but we should be embracing the accuser yeah which is understanding that the flesh is only satanic the cross is the salvation of the flesh eat my flesh drink my blood what it does is puts new blood inside your blood that speaks the words of grace instead of the words of the law that condemn yourself and others like play actors and hypocrites and so the cross of his blood is your resurrection from the realm of the dead, which is the curse of the law, into the angelic heavenly sphere to wear the crown of stars, the crown of life, and dance on the moon. And underneath you is the pool of blood of Jesus shed on Calvary for you to ascend that high into the heavens and get all the stars that fell, the fallen angels' power and dominion, of the heavenly sphere back into your brain to wear the 12 starred crown of control of the second heavens as the overcoming bride of Christ forgiven by grace. Alrighty then. Amen. And so the Red Sea is the new earth. Solomon's bronze sea. It's the seven spirits before his throne. What's the new earth? What destroyed Egypt, the horsemen and the chariot riders of hell? The forgiveness of Israel's sins. And then they got into legalism in the wilderness and died because they got into being hypocrites. If they had just keep drinking that Red Sea, they'd have been carried up all the way into the stars and have ruled the world forever. And the ones that did still are in the cloud of witnesses right now. Come on. Let's go. Hallelujah. Isn't the new covenant awesome? So when you realize you're a devil of hell, 
you become extremely powerful. The Archangel Gabriel is over the fiery serpents, Book of Enoch says, and the word fiery serpents means devils of hell. Behold, I make all things new. <laughs> A new hell is the Red Sea. Throw an enemy in the Red Sea. See what happens. Oh, love your enemies. How do you do that? Throw them in the Red Sea. They're going to drown like Egyptians. Drowned in love. Love is the greatest torment to demons. It literally incinerates them like a holocaust. It burns their horns off, their faces melt, their scales come off, their eyeballs dissolve. They literally get mutilated and just completely incinerated. That's what the blood of Jesus and the love of the lake of fire that it took for you to ascend into the heavens does to the enemies of Christ, to principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, spiritual wickedness in all places. The issue is we haven't grown into the knowledge of the glory, the knowledge of grace, into a high enough height yet because the law still deceives us. Which is the knowledge of good and evil. The law perfected and maximized the potential of death and hell. On purpose, intentional, God's plan for this world. So those who want to participate with the fallen angels as hypocrites and play actors can murder the prophets. The Father allowed it. Almost all the prophets that ever lived have been completely murdered. Some of them several times a day. <laughs> God allows that because he allows good and evil for those who want to rebel against his love. Those who don't want to love don't have to love. You can be good and evil. God is not a control freak. He loves you so much that he gives you freedom to choose trees in the garden. But he warns you ahead of time because he loves you and he's very wise. If you eat from that tree, you will most certainly die. And he's talking about an eternal spiritual death. If you practice sorcery, which is good and evil in the brain, if you practice the law, oh my gosh. If you practice legalism, arguments, debating, factions, comparisons, envy, strife, the fruits of the flesh. If you practice the flesh, you will die. If you practice his flesh, you will live forever because it's an ever-living, growing tree of his blood life. And how do you grow in that tree? You grow in grace by recognizing your sorceries that you are only capable of good and evil under the law and now the tree of life is growing in your heart. Which is his righteousness, our gift of salvation. Come on. What does it do? If he gets big enough, if you realize you're a devil of hell and you're not trying to justify your self-righteousness and that you're a good one and look at all the good things I've done look at how I give to the poor look at how I tithe look at how I really care and here's all the things to prove it in the natural realm if you just get over all that whitewashed tomb Egyptian behavior and become dependent on his tree his cross of his blood alone then his blood will speak for you then his blood becomes your defender, your shield, your buckler, your high tower. 
His blood becomes the resurrection river of life. His blood alone is what ascends the soul into the heavenly angelic sphere and absorbs all the fallen stars into your head so you get the mind of Christ back, the mind of the creator angel, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, that's true. Praise God. I sprayed faraway fields, my new fragrance from BB Luxury Perfumes, on my Jurassic flower. 50% green apples. Honestly. Isn't it lovely? It's my favorite. Penny loves it. Like, I like it better than Penny Pierre. I got Penny's endorsement on the live broadcast. Woo! Look out, Chanel. Here I come. <laughs> you like it better than yourself. Oh, yeah. But I'm all about the fields. <laughs> I, like, I like the fields. <laughs> there are lots of flowers in them. You guys feeling that severe love today? I love the darkness. What? Psalms 88. Darkness is my only friend. Aww. It is written. Aww. That's Psalms 88, 13. Aww. Darkness is my only friend. The dark cloud of Psalms 18. He makes the dark cloud his home. That's what the Bible says. You believe the Bible? It doesn't say... It says that. And 97. Yeah, Psalm 97 was where I was reading from. Well, it's Mount Sinai. It says it in Hebrews 12, too. What are those who call good evil and evil good? Light is as darkness to them. You notice that? They come into Joel's bar and to Red Letter Ministries to drink in the blood of Jesus, and they call it darkness. They call it the devil. Darkness is as light to them, and light is as darkness. Why is that? the knowledge of good and evil. The knowledge of good and evil in your brain warps reality. So you call good evil and evil good. Anyone who comes in and calls the blood of Jesus that we're drunk on, the tree of life, and all of this abundant, super abundant grace for whatever excuse they condemn anyone else is simply operating in the knowledge of good and evil and hasn't come into a full understanding of grace. Because they're condemning themselves. You foolish man, why do you condemn others when you yourself do the same thing? Romans chapter 2. Anytime you judge someone else using the scriptures, as a good Berean, as a good Christian, but I want to compare you to the Word of God, brother. Anytime you can compare someone else to the Word of God, that same judgment is instantly held against you and you die spiritually, which is you grow in the knowledge of good. Growing in the knowledge of good that Eve, your mother, ate from and died spiritually is how they kill themselves to this very moment. And they only feel good when they murder others because they're still operating out of the blood of Abel that cries vengeance. That I need a scapegoat to kill someone because they are unaware of the lamb that was slain and they don't know how to use his blood sacrifice in their hearts to speak a better word. Come on. Amen. 
What is the knowledge of the glory that covers the earth as the waters cover the sea? Hezekiah 2.14. What is it? It's the knowledge of the blood of Jesus. Acts chapter 20. That the word of his grace can set apart for you an inheritance for those who have been fully sanctified. The word of grace alone has an inheritance in it. No other word of legalism, religiosity, self-righteousness, good or evil, has any inheritance for any person who's ever lived. It's all in the Lamb that was slain, which is grace. It's all in the cross, which is grace. It's all in Calvary, which is Mount Zion. That mountain alone rises as chief of the last days because the saints get the seven pillars of the wisdom of his rich red ruby blood. Welcome to the new covenant. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> Whoa. Good news if you're huffers. You can huff the blood of Jesus. You like to breathe, you're a mouth breather. You can smoke the blood of Jesus. I'm not a mouth breather. I'm a nose breather. I'm dignified. <laughs> when in doubt, pinky's out, but you're still smoking. Mm, I love attacking pride. You want the greatest drunken glory? Attack your own pride. He's talking about me. Listen, all sin is common to all humanity. What does the Bible say? Revelation 19, devour the flesh of kings, generals, horse riders, rich and poor, and the flesh of all ALL humanity. You are not a special case, nor am I. The only special one here is the tree of life, Christ in us, and his bloodline that forms the seven spirits of God, the menorah, the roots of the tree of life, the blood of Jesus, the roots of David, so that the bright morning star, the throne of grace, the cross of our sacrificial lamb might shine through our hearts a little brighter. So the mark of maturity becomes shining a little brighter. Love. Divine love being crucified with Christ. And don't even think for one New York second there has ever been any other love doesn't exist that is the curse of the fall that there is love somewhere else apart from Jesus of Nazareth the son of the living God your creator and savior that there is love apart from him anywhere else is how we waste our lives on earth in delusion there is love nowhere else than in the lamb that was slain as the foundation of the world the foundation of the world is love, but not just the love in your brain. It's the knowledge of his name. It's the knowledge of his agape nature, which means sacrifice. 
that I died for you the most brutal death of all time on a tree which is the tree of knowledge of good and evil Jesus had no curses in him he's the creator of heaven and earth he made all the angels he created the creatures that killed him before the foundation of the world he died on the tree of knowledge before they even ate it why that we might awaken to his blood that fills that desire in our hearts for good and evil so right there where your thought is for wanting the knowledge of good Jesus died right there so you can drink his cup in every thought of your heart you'll ever think and you don't have to be like the demons anymore it's been available right next to every thought you've ever thunk your whole life always two cities two trees in every single action every single thought from the moment you were first created until now the issue is we begin to repent we begin to change and only drink his cup through experience which is called growing in wisdom now in all things we only drink the seven pillars Proverbs 9 1 wisdom Christ has been made wisdom unto us has killed her beasts and prepared her feasts that's the marriage supper of the lamb and Jesus is our wisdom the crucified one the lamb that was slain and he's serving us his crucified flesh and his crucified blood as you begin to eat and drink it with every thought and meditation of your heart every action of your mind and your hand every all the work of your hand all the thoughts of your brain all the ponderings and intentions of your heart all of it get purified in your soul through each interaction with your inner man Christ awakens within you and that's called growing in wisdom building her seven pillars the seven pillars are the seven piercings of the lamb that was slain Jesus Christ of Nazareth the King of the Jews and it builds up your heart morally and spiritually through his morality not yours his spirituality not yours all the way up above the moon and all the stars are added back unto the Creator fully formed in you what did the Apostle say I have labored amongst you tirelessly until Christ be fully formed amen so he's partially formed isn't that what the Bible says that you received the Holy Spirit it was the down payment of future salvation whole denominations of assemblies of God and Kojic Church of God in Christ believe you got the fullness at Pentecost you got the fullness in the baptism of the Holy Spirit listen speaking in tongues is the greatest infancy day one babyhood there is in Christianity remember it was the first day they spoke in tongues day one Christianity was tongues that ain't maturity at all what does Hebrews chapter 6 is moving past elementary teaching the laying on of hands baptisms understanding the resurrection of the dead which is elevations and degrees of this universe of your inner man whoa into something called training in righteousness are we ready after 2,000 years you're more than ready 
We're like a 2,000 year old baby. Whoa. And God knew that it happened. Why? Because we are so exceedingly evil. <laughs> Christians are the most evil people. Far more than anyone else. I say that because it's true. And that's an opportunity for grace. If you can accept it and believe that truth today. I accept that I have grown in my understanding of my measure of death and hell within me for 21 years by the glory of God revealing my short failings and shortcomings, all my sin, all my hypocrisy, all my pride, to the point where I realize I am the container of Saturn, and so are you. Oh, I carried the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is the forgiveness of Saturn realized in you. Saturn, Molech, Rephon, all the sorceries of the fallen angels are imprisoned inside Christians. What does it say in Song of Solomon chapter 8? They have become the prisoners of our love. This is the revelation that grants the bride her sovereignty. You have imprisoned all sorcerers, all dogs, and all devils inside your flesh the moment you first believed because he is the body of Christ and he holds the keys of Sodom and Egypt, death and hell. Revelation 1.18, it is written. That awakening is the awakening to your royal queenship as the second Eve, the bride of Christ, the ruler of all this world. That is what the war and the battlefield of your mind is all about. Realizing that measure of forgiveness of the entire container of Saturn, Molech, Refund, Death, Hell, Egypt, Sodom, of all sorcerers and all devils are inside only the covenant race. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that's enough for tonight. You can put that on repeat and it'll take you 50 years to experience it. It took all the apostles of all time working together to release that word to you right now. That's how valuable that revelation is. That's what we've been suffering for, to come into that measure of understanding to contain evil and death inside our body by the tree of life and then our mind constantly getting the fresh blood of the river of life through the whole tree and all of our enemies thrown down into the Red Sea which is all the blood that it took for us to get this high in the spirit and it is inside your flesh it is inside your blood it's not inside the Rothschilds and Rockefellers like the hypocrites say it's inside the Christians today and it's always been true if you awaken to this truth you will see Sodom and Egypt inside you where our Lord was crucified you will see death and hell inside you where our Lord was crucified and that awakening brings the fullness of the seven pillars of wisdom and produces a new hell called the lake of fire and all your self-righteous pride-filled enemies that were once inside you are incinerated and you become the fiery serpents the seraphim of Jesus Christ amen the seraphim nature was planted in your spirit 
Now it's coming into full maturity. The lake of fire. The lake of the fiery serpents. The lake of seraphim. And the seraphim nature that's inside the bride will be fully birthed. And you shall rule them with unquenchable fire. Isn't that why I came, Jesus said? I have come to bring fire. Oh, how I wish it was already kindled. And our God is an all-consuming fire. Deuteronomy 4.24 Hebrews 12 What's the fire? The blood of Jesus that has forgiven all our hypocrisy in the full recognition of all death, all hell, contained inside the body that holds the keys. Hallelujah. Not externally, because we're not bewitched anymore. Internally. If you want to find death and hell, it's already in you. The issue is, now you got the tree of life in there to eat it. So that no one can boast, they can only forgive and grow in grace worldwide in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you guys for softening your hearts today and giving a little more generously than last night. I was really heartbroken by the financial response. Raised less than $400. Of, it's not even enough to pay Nikolai's salary, which is a very meager wage. He lives in this house in the ghetto as a missionary. Does a lot of work for Red Letter Ministries. He's worth his wages in full. And we got to take care of our people and our, and our staff. We got to take care of those that actually help us and get rid of the ones that are just playing games and don't want to grow and are hurting us. Got to get rid of those, especially in leadership. There's no place for that kind of foolishness in leadership. It'll get you killed in Babylon the Great. And so people get cut down, nations fall, and nations rise. And so the ones that are rising should be rewarded. The ones that are falling should be punished severely into the Red Sea and destroyed like the horsemen of Egypt in Jesus' name. Because that's what love is. Evil people. Love destroys you into the lake of love so you can Ooh. learn grace and bear the <laughs> fruit of the vineyards so it intoxicates and helps the throne of the Lamb on earth as it is in heaven. Because that is not happening in so many people, and they're just lazy, they're orphans, they're sick, they're self-focused, they're full of hypocrisy and lust, and they refuse to grow in grace, those people have to be thrown down into the lake of fire to grow in love and grace. Otherwise, they'll destroy your ministry, they'll destroy your business, they'll destroy your family. Whoa. You don't let a pedophile come and sleep in your house with your children. Bad they'll, they'll, idea. They'll get molested. They'll get raped. Oh, but I gotta love. Love is the lake of fire. Throw them down into hell. The new hell. And let them learn by acknowledging their wickedness and maybe the tree of life will eat their <laughs> sins and devour the demons inside them so they'll be good to children instead of evil. The wrongdoer is extremely punished in the New Testament even more than the Old Testament because love of God's caliper of purity is an absolute annihilator of lust and wickedness and perversion and the hurting of others. So anyone that doesn't love their neighbor as themselves is utterly destroyed into the lake of love, the lake of fire, 
and eaten and tormented by fiery serpents continuously. <laughs> Throw them down and devour them, says the Lord. And let the ones that rise on the cross, the throne of grace, be promoted in all the world, says the Lord. So let's bless the people that are raising the cross as the banner, that are raising grace and the word of his blood as a banner. We need to support those ones. Everyone else, throw them down. Don't give them a dollar. Do not support wickedness. Do not tolerate the persons of self-righteousness and pride, says the Lord. Psalms 82. That's why the foundations of the world are out of order. Because we tolerate wickedness, which is denying the need for the cross and saying, you're good, I'm girl, good, and I'm going to give money into a good cause. You don't give money into good causes. That's blasphemy. That's supporting self-righteousness and the fallen angels. You give money into the cross of his righteousness in the crucified ones who know they're devils of hell. If you are not supporting the crucified ones who have recognized the extent of their evil, you are not supporting the kingdom of heaven or anything Jesus Christ is doing in the world. You're supporting the self-righteous hypocrites. And you're building the temple of the Pharisees instead of the temple of Jesus Christ. Repent and start supporting the grace of the Lord Jesus and the blood of his grace and the cross of his blood and Mount Calvary, which is Zion rising and the works of Zion and the message of Zion and the message of grace will devour all the hypocrites and then and only then shall we have heaven on earth. Thank you to the people softening their hearts and supporting the throne of grace, which is the Lamb on the cross. Anyone that's not growing in the Lamb on the cross is not even a Christian but a pagan and an unbeliever and they're trampling the blood underfoot. They're not drinking the blood. They're attacking the blood. They're resisting the blood. Come on. They're the enemies of Christ, the enemies of grace. So stop supporting the enemies of grace and start supporting the devils of hell in Jesus' name. And you'll be very wise and very blessed. Amen. We'll see you guys Tuesday. Have a great Sabbath, a day of rest. I pray all of you get refreshed head to toes in the severity of his seven piercings through all your hypocrisy, self-righteousness, perversion in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Woo! Glory.